Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of the Define University podcast. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I'm so excited to be here with you this week. I cannot wait to dive into today's episode. It has quickly become one of my favorite things to talk about, and that is how do we create joy in maybe some unconventional ways, right? So, so often we do what we know to do, right? We are creatures of habit, um, so we do what we've always done. Or in today's world of social media, we do what we see others do. And that's not a terrible thing. However, if we are not pausing and asking ourselves, does this actually work for me? Is this what I want? Is this going to serve me? Does this align to my purpose? Does this align to my vision? Does this align to, well, in a nutshell, me? Then we're sometimes just wasting energy, to be honest with you. Now, Don't mistake that with trying something new, right? So absolutely, if you see someone do something and you get this feeling of, hmm, that seems cool or that might be something to try, then by all means, try it. But here's the piece I think we so often miss out in those opportunities is we stop or we don't don't stop to reflect and to say, okay, what was I looking for? What was the feeling? Why did I try that new activity? Why did I try that lesson? Why did I print out that sheet? And then did I get that? (laughs) Did I do that? If we aren't doing that reflection, we're just going to keep chasing all the things you guys. We're going to live on the merry-go-round, as I like to call, right? We're going to do all the things. We're going to try all the horses. We're going to sit in the seats, but we're never actually, we're going to go in circles, but we're not actually going to go anywhere. And so I, I say all this because it relates to joy, right? It relates to setting up our classrooms. It relates to creating space in our offices. It relates to how we show up every day, the foods we eat, the decorations we choose, the clothes we wear. So for today, we're going to take this topic of creating joy in unconventional ways for either your classroom, or I'm going to give examples from my current office as an assistant principal. And they may not be that unconventional to you, The reason I'm calling them unconventional is because when I first started out teaching, they were certainly not what I would have thought, right? When I thought about creating joy in my classroom, it was 100% student focused. What do my students need? What would my students like? What will my students interact with? And even then, um, because I was in self-contained special ed, you know, the paraprofessionals, the support staff, the other adults in my room, what will they like? What would they want? And spoiler alert, we're not going to talk about students today. We're not going to talk about the other staff in the, in your in your classrooms today. We're going to talk about you today. And ultimately, I think that's what make this makes this unconventional because I'm going to put a spin on things that yes, it will impact students. Yes, it will impact other staff. But guys, if it does not impact you first as the teacher or the person in the office space, it cannot impact others. Because we can't give to others what we haven't put into ourselves first. It's the whole pouring of an empty cup 
philosophy or phenomenon. The reason we can't do that is because we can't give of something that we do not hold on to, that we do not have. So if I want to spread joy to others, I've got to feel it inside myself first. If I want to give love to others, I have to feel it. I have to have it within myself first. I can't give what I don't have. And the beauty of that is once I give it, I can receive it, right? That's how this, all these universal laws come to be. And so I show up every day with the energy of giving so that I too can receive. But if I don't have the energy to give, I can't give it, okay? So we're going to pour into you today. Are you ready? <laughs> so again, I'm going to give you my five kind of unconventional things to bring joy from my office, but you very easily, I am sure, I am confident, um, can think about how you might apply these to your classroom. And I do want to give that caveat before we begin. I don't want this just to be a turnkey of, well, Lindsay does these five things, so I'm going to go do those five things. As I mentioned before, I want you to listen to this episode. I want you to think about these things, and then I want you to think what, what aligns to me. What When I mention something, pay attention to how you feel. What elicits that like, ooh, that, I like that idea, or ooh, that feels good. Don't just do something because someone else says to do it. Do it because it's a, it elicits a feeling in you that you want to take action on. Okay, I'm done setting the stage. Let's jump in. So the first is mindset. <laughs> Did I get you on that one? All right, so you, I want you to have, I want you to bring the mindset that you deserve to have a space for you. See, so many of us think and hear and see that our spaces are for our students. And I am not saying that's not true. So please don't, don't come at me saying, well, Lindsay said my space doesn't have to be for my kids. No, it absolutely does. But I think so often, or at least my own story, I created spaces solely for my students and I forgot about me. Well, when you forget about you, that's what leads to burnout. That's what leads to frustration. That's what leads to defeat, right? You cannot forget about you because you, <laughs> you are the anchor of your classroom, right? Or I am the anchor of my office. You could even do this with your home, right? We are the anchors, part of our family. If I don't feel welcome in my own home because I've decorated it or I've done things to make sure that my daughters are happy and my husband's happy, then I don't feel like I have a place. Well, if that's, my, if that's the feeling I'm going into, what kind of actions am I going to take? right? Because we know our thoughts lead to our feelings, lead to the actions, lead to the results we get. And that all stems from the belief that we hold. Guys, that comes first. So if your belief is that you don't deserve a space for you, then we're not going to create a space where you feel comfortable, which means you're going to be going into work every day already at a, at a, like a subconscious level, not feeling welcome in your own stinking classroom. This is your room, right? So you deserve to have a space that you feel welcome, that you find joyful, okay? And it gets to be both, right? We live in an and world, not an or. So you get to have a space that you deserve to be joyful in as well as your students, as well as staff, as well as fill in the blank, okay? But it starts with the mindset. So repeat after me, I deserve to have a space I find joy in. I deserve to have a space I find joyful. I deserve to have a space where I can feel like me. You create your own I deserve statement Pause this if you have to right now, write it down and, and keep it on repeat. Do not stop that loop in your head because you deserve it, okay? But without the mindset, the next four things I say aren't going to matter. We have to believe it, 
okay? Our bodies can't go where our mind hasn't already been. So I have to believe that I am worthy of it. When I believe it, I can take action on it and I can actually get it as a result a whole lot faster than if I don't have the belief. So now that we have the mindset, here's what here's my next unconventional thing that I have in my office that brings me joy. And it's a mirror. Now, you might be thinking, Lindsay, I have a mirror in my classroom. I have a mirror in the ba- there's mirrors in the bathroom. There's mirrors everywhere. You're right. But it's the reason behind the mirror. So I see in a lot of classrooms, which I absolutely love, it's one of my favorite things, is the affirmation stations, right? So you get a mirror, you post all the affirmations around it for your students. The question I have is, are you also using that mirror, right? Don't create it just for your students. Affirmations work for all of us. Now, if the affirmations that you put for your students don't align to the affirmations that you need, guess what? You get to bring in a different mirror, right? So create a space that works for you, okay? Because the whole point of those affirmations are they help you kind of center and anchor your thoughts and so if the, if the affirmations that you have for your students aren't doing that, then create a second space. So I love to have a mirror in my office solely to, to remind me to be me. So yes, I will do affirmations in my mirror, but more like more, more often than not, I just, I look at myself and that sounds so silly to say, but by doing that, I remind myself of who I am. I always, I have a a standard I live by is when I pass any mirror, and yes, that's any mirror, my car, in the bathroom, my office, at home, in stores, wherever, I always say something I love about myself, okay? This comes from, I couldn't stand looking at myself in the mirror for the longest time, for for decades. I hated mirrors. I didn't look at them. um, And it it just, it didn't serve me, right? It it led to my, not led to, but it strengthened, I'm sure, my anxiety, my depression, all those things I was feeling because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't find love in who I am. And so now when I look in the mirror and I love what I see, I celebrate it because we celebrate who we are, right? That's what we do here at Define University. So get that mirror or find some way to remind yourself of who you are and pour into yourself. That mirror is a really simple visual reminder of your reflection, right? Of who you are, who you get to be. So yes, here's an example. We can create a a station for students, but let's make sure we are using it ourselves. Okay, sound good? All right, and the, I guess the third, right? So we have the mindset, we have a mirror. The third unconventional um, thing that brings joy is use positive prompts around your classroom or around your office. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, use prompts that are going to remind you of who you are to bring you back to this joyful moment. So for me, I'm going to give you two examples that I'm using this year. I'm using interactive boards in my office space. So the way my office is set up is you walk in and my it's it's a two kind of a two-part office. The first part is where my secretary sits. Um, it's where students kind of wait for me if I'm not there. There's some snacks and things like that in there. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But then and then you go through a door and there's my office. Well, I have interactive boards one in each area in each environment. So when you first walk in and to where my secretary sits, we have a celebrations board. So we have a celebrations bulletin board and little note cards right underneath it. And I'm going to be having students um, and staff, whoever enters that space, fill out these celebrations. And through the year, I cannot wait to see 
how full that board gets with celebrations. Now, of course, I'm going to have to model this, right? And so we're going to start modeling this process and we're going to invite others to do the same, you know, and maybe I'll put some cards in teachers' mailboxes. Maybe I'll hand out cards to students in lunches or in the mornings and offer them to come to my space to add to our board. That is a positive prompt for me. What does that mean? It means every time I see that stinking board, (laughs) I am feeling it today. Can you tell? Um, Anytime I see that board, I'm going to remember to celebrate. I'm going to think about, wait, have I done a celebration this week? Have I celebrated somebody else? Have I celebrated myself? It's a prompt, right? It's something that kickstarts us to remember to do something. The second board is in my office space and it's a joy board. So what I did is I created on Canva Um, just literally the word joy in big bubble letters. And I printed it at Staples actually as a, um, I think it's like a blueprint draft, right? So I've seen it on social media and I was like, well, let's try it out. Guys, it's so simple. And it was like two two or $3. Um, And so I printed it out. And so it's got big bubble letters. So this one, we're going to fill in through the year things that brought us joy. So again, I'm going to model it. And I, I know my students, right, from last year, they're going to love it. They're going to love filling it in, letting me know what brought them joy. And again, it's going to be a great thing by the end of the year to see what brought us joy this year. That is our, our kind of theme of the year at my school, spread joy. So I'm super excited. But it's that reminder. It's big. It's black and white. So you cannot miss it. And it's there. I know other, an educator that I coach, she uses a green post-it and that green post-it is placed around her classroom and it reminds her to anchor into who she is. It reminds her to be still and be present and to use the tools that she knows to use. The, The beauty is it's not just at the front board or on her desk, it's throughout her classroom. And that's my biggest, I think, tip too is don't kind of anchor like heavily put all things in one area, right? Think about your classroom. You're probably walking around a bunch. And even when we're teaching, if I'm facing students, I'm not looking at the front board. So I might forget, right? So make sure you put a prompt on the back wall too, or on the side walls or at the small group table or where the clock, wherever you are looking, wherever you are in your classroom, make sure you have those prompts to make sure that you're anchoring into Whatever it is you want to remember, maybe it's being present, maybe it's listening, maybe it's um, taking a breath before handling maybe a, a behavior that's challenging you, right? Use those prompts so that you can remember to use them because guys, life gets busy. It gets crazy, especially so fast paced in the classroom or in the school setting. We need those prompts to remind us to use the tools that we know are effective for us. All right. So I mentioned before I have snacks in the one side of my room. And I mentioned that because that is my fourth tip, my fourth unconventional way to bring joy. So I am not the office space that has chocolate. (laughs) Um, Well, chocolate that's readily available. And the reason for that is because that's not why I want kids coming to my office, right? I want kids coming to my office to celebrate, to find joy, to know that they're going to get taken care of in whatever they need. So I do have chocolate, but it's for it's in the birthday bin. So I have a birthday birthday bin that um, I use and students can come and celebrate their birthday and grab whatever they want in it. It's gonna, right now it just has chocolate, but through the year it'll have other things as well. Um, but I have a snack bin. So it's more important for me that if you're hungry, come get a healthy snack. So I have granola bars, I've got some fruit sticks, I've got just different things. I've got like small water bottles. 
things that kids might need just to help them get through that that hunger, right? The other bin I have is a, it's called, I call it a take what you need bin. So throughout the year, as students come to me with, you know, do you have this? Do you have that? I keep note of it. And then when I can, I get that from my office and I let them know I don't have it today, but I'll have it, you know, next, I'll have it in a couple weeks or check in with me a little later and see if I've been able to get it yet. And it's never anything crazy, you guys, right? Like, it was a lint roller at one point, like a girl had leggings on. She's like, I have dog hair everywhere. Do you have a lint lint roller? And ironically enough, we did because I, my dog at the time, I needed it too. And so she knows she can come when she needs it and she's got it. Another girl, we have a no hat, no hood policy, which I'm not even going to get into that right now. But with that policy at junior high, right, it can be challenging. So I had a student that was really struggling one day because she didn't like the way her hair looked. She didn't have time to do it in the morning and she didn't have the materials she needed at school to do her the gel and a specific hairbrush. So I had her get online and show me what is it that you need. The gel was like $3, you guys. So, yep, I purchased it. Now, this is not an episode to say go purchase every single thing your kid needs or your students need. However, when I'm creating a space that I find joy in, I love giving back to, to my students. I love creating an environment where they feel comfortable. And so having a take what you need bin is really, really important to me. So that's something I'm going to prioritize. And I'm just going to fill it as the year goes on in what my students need. And I think it just helps create that sense of community, right? So I mentioned way early in the episode that this isn't necessarily about the students, but you can hopefully see how interconnected it quickly became. I created a space that brings me joy knowing I can give to others when they come into my office. So that's how it's interconnected. I, I did it because it, it it's honestly, it feels so good for me that I know I'm giving back to them in a really small, simple, effective way. Okay. So there, that's the fourth, right? So we have our mindset, we have our mirror, we have our positive prompts, we have a healthy snack and take what you need bin. So the last thing that I have in my office that, again, I think is pretty, is unconventional is control of my schedule. <laughs> so again, I think these are unconventional because they're not necessarily things, right? It's not like I have a, a flower that brings me joy, which if that brings you joy, get that flower in your classroom or in your office. Um, if that specific quote brings you joy, plaster it on your walls, right? Do what works for you. But for me, as somebody that never felt I was in control of my schedule, that I had to just say yes to everything that everybody wanted and that I never could have a life of purpose and passion inside and outside of the classroom, having control of my schedule is essential for my own personal joy, right? And when I have joy, I can spread joy. You can have control of your schedule. Trust me, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. But again, it starts with the same thing I said here. We have to have the belief that we get to control our schedule. Now, there are things outside of our control if you're an educator, right? Your start and end time contractually to your day, that's out of our control. That's determined by somebody outside of ourselves. You know, when you have specials or when you have, when you're teaching, right, the master schedule, that might be out of your control. Let's focus what is in your control. So your planning time, whether that's during the day, before or after school, what are we going to call that? Call that purposeful planning. You're in charge of that. What are you going to do? How are you going to utilize that time that is available to you? 
right? You are also in control of scheduling activities. Guys, be proactive. It is September 5th right now as I'm recording this, and I already have appointments scheduled for the month of September. So things that bring me joy, this is this is me as my girly side coming out, facials, massages, getting manicures and pedicures. Those, I love them, right? They are a form of self-care that I absolutely love. They're already scheduled for September. I'm not doing them reactively because I had a really stressful week and I need, I need this, right? Because then we start to resent, we start to feel like, well, in order to get to, to have the massage that I love, I have to have a really stressful week. Doesn't that, it just seems backwards, right? But that's how I always did it. And it never felt, the massage never, never erased or got rid of the overwhelm like I thought it would, right? Well, so I flipped it and I started thinking about self-care as proactive, right? So self-care are the actions I take to show the love I have for myself. So why wouldn't I schedule that first? Why would that be the last thing I schedule? So they're already scheduled for September. And in a couple weeks, when I'm looking at October's, they'll be scheduled, you know, whatever activities will be scheduled for October. Schedule them now. That's what I mean. You have control of your schedule. You have control of how you schedule your weekends, what you say yes to, what you say no to. I think sometimes we just don't because it feel it can feel icky. It can feel weird to say, what do I want to say yes to before asking others? Guys, this is about defining you. This is about pouring into you. If you don't take control of your schedule, guess who will? <laughs> Everybody else, okay? So the other thing I like to do, you've heard me talk about this before, is weekend days. So look at your look at your calendar and go put two hearts or one heart on two days that right now don't have a ton on them. And if if doing it for a whole day freaks you out, start with a couple hours, start with a half day. This is not an all or nothing activity. This is we start where we're at and we build and grow from there. So I put two hearts on the calendar. Those are me days. That means I get to decide what I do that day. Sometimes it's it's a true Lindsay day where I'm just kind of in my home doing my thing. Other times it's a family day out of the house. Maybe it's a mommy daughter day. Maybe it's a friend day. But the point is I get to decide and they're already scheduled. So I can't get to the end of the month and say, man, I wish I had more time for me. Because if I do that, that's on me. I have to own that and make choice, make changes for the next month. I'm not going to sit and sulk and, and regret the month that I had, but I'm going to think, why didn't that happen? Because I'm in control of my schedule. So being in control of my schedule brings me joy because it allows me to do the things inside and outside of the classroom, which is what Define You is all about. You don't have to live in the land of or. You get to live in the land of and when you decide you're worthy of a life of purpose and passion inside and outside of, of the school setting, of your classroom. But you got to make it, you, you got to believe it, right? We're back to that mindset piece. That's why so much of what I talk about is what our thoughts are telling us because our thoughts lead the way. Whew. All right, that was like 22 minutes of jam-packed tips. Hopefully, that's my hope. <laughs> I'm hoping you found something from this episode that you can take away. Um, as I was you know, kind of prepping for this episode, of course, I couldn't, I, I went beyond five. I wanted to really highlight these five but I have a couple other just quick tips that um, I use and hopefully will help you um, kind of create, again, that, that mission of joy in your classroom or your office. Have a joy basket, have a joy folder, have something to collect the things that bring you joy. Okay. Something I haven't mentioned yet that's really important I want to mention is um, our, in, I always say, well, I, I always say slash I've always heard, right? That it's our inner thoughts that create our outer reality. Okay. So that's a standard I live by. That's, that's like tried and true. 
the thought, I've, I've mentioned that part, the thoughts lead to our actions. But the other piece is our outer reality, right? Our, our outer environment, it's going to influence and impact our thoughts, okay? So I mentioned if a certain flower brings you joy, bring it in your space. If, if a certain thing brings you joy, have it there, even a picture of it, something that you can visualize and see so that you are reminded, right? You're reminded of that why. You're reminded of who you are. You're reminded of the passion you hold in your heart. So it can be done a lot of different ways, right? Have a basket. I have a folder in my email for, for emails that I get that bring me joy. Um, I have a file folder and then I have little, I have, you know, I guess trinkets or just objects around my office that bring me joy. So do that one. That's a super simple one. Um, I keep, you guys know I have the Define Your Journal, the 30 and 90 day. I keep one of those in my office. So when I need just a little bit of, of like a boost of, of motivation or inspiration, I have that tool right there. So there are, if you have the 90 day version, that's 90 do daily doses of inspiration. So I will just, I won't even do the journaling part sometimes if I don't have time to sit and reflect, but I will just flip open to a page. I'll read that daily dose of inspiration that takes 30 seconds and I've got my boost. So remember, you can pick up the 30 or 90 day version right on Amazon if you haven't done yet, done so yet. And it's just a really simple tool that you can keep in your office or classroom space for when you need it most. And I, I do know a couple um, educators that have taken that, used it as their, like as a poem with their students and they'll unpack it with their students and they'll recite it with their students, which as, as the author just makes me beyond excited, but knowing that it's helping others stay motivated and inspired in the classroom, that's really what it was about, right? Helping you, helping you define and redefine who you are by super simple, easy steps. And that guys, that's where I think we find the most joy, right? Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it purposeful. Let's anchor into our passion and let's define who we are through the, through the decisions and the actions that we're making every single day. So there you have it. There's my five plus a couple bonus tips for you to create joy in your space. I truly hope you found something you were able to take and make yours. Remember, we're going to consume this content. Now we're going to create, you're going to create your own meaning. And I would love to know what that meaning is. If you could share that out, tag me so I can thank you and I can see how you are going to create joy in your space, in any space you choose. Um, and let's just help others celebrate who they are by, by being themselves, right? By honoring and being you. That is the best way, in my opinion, you can spread joy to those around you. So with that, we've got another new episode coming next week. Are you ready? <laughs> I hope so. If you have certain topics you want to hear about, remember, all you got to do is go to defineuniversity.com, click on the podcast page, scroll down, and you can let me know, or just find me on social media and message me. I would love to connect with you, and I would love to hear what you want to hear about. If you have a few extra minutes to, if you could please go rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Um, let's get this podcast out to as many people as possible. I would love that. And I'm super grateful for you um, listening and sharing it out as you will. So with that, everybody, it's time to define who you are. Are you ready? What step are you going to take today to define who you are from the inside out? I can't wait to hear it. And I know the world is ready for you because you're you. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. Have an amazing week. And we'll talk soon. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. 
Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.